You're listening to Rise to Your Purpose, a personal and spiritual development podcast for female entrepreneurs with a mission. We're your hosts, Brandy and Natalie. Hey, Purpose Partners. Welcome back to another episode of Rise to Your Purpose. Um, I'm here, Natalie. This is Natalie with Brandy and Chrissy. So we are back for another episode together and we are excited about talking about freedom in the spirit. And we always like to chat before we go live or, you know, click record. And then we thought, well, before we get all the goodness out, let's just hit record and we're going to let the spirit talk because we know there's, you know, just so much that I think will be shared today. And one of the scriptures we're going to be diving into is Romans eight. So if you want to open Romans eight and kind of follow along with us and dive into the conversation if you can, um, or if you're listening to this, you know, while you're driving or multitasking, uh, we want to encourage you to go back and read um, chapter eight. But I also love like Galatians 5.1 says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again. So I am, so that is like, kind of, I think a good verse to start us off with as well is just know that we do have freedom in Christ. Um, but as we go into Romans eight and just we'll share our stories and kind of what it means to us, I'd say this is probably, it sounds like maybe all of us are in agreement that this is a, a scripture, a passage that really did help us become set free in Christ and taking like the bondage and things that we maybe learned growing up and how we were able to just kind of let those chains fall off and really come to a new understanding of who we are as heirs and daughters of Christ. So I'm going to, with that, kind of maybe hand it over. I think, Chris, this might be a good time for you um, to start off and share with us a little bit about why this scripture was so meaningful to you and kind of what that that journey has been to find freedom in the spirit. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So I just found out actually we were going to be doing this talk last night and I woke up this morning and just turned to Romans chapter eight and it always speaks to me. But what I was telling the ladies before we got on is that I feel like this Uh, Romans 8 was so much of what I learned about growing up in church. And it was almost like it it kept me in bondage, right? But that's not what it's about at all. And so I felt like I was taught about it all wrong. Um, There's just a lot about, you know, my past, my history. I know different people are raised in different ways, but I was raised with a mindset of just like unworthiness, complete unworthiness. Like I'm not worthy. Like that's all I remember hearing is like, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. And, um, it was just really hard for me growing up, but like the very first verse says, therefore there is now no condemnation mm-hmm. exists for those in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. Right. So like, where was I getting that from? Like, there was just, I'm not even like, I couldn't even get into detail about all of that, but like I underlined and circled so much in this. And so when Natalie first asked me, like, like what comes to mind, right. Right. When we talk about freedom and what she was saying is that like, it is for freedom that we've been set free. Like we, have everything in Christ Jesus. And so in verse 31, it says, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? And I wrote, that is freedom. Everything that belongs to Christ belongs to me. And so Ah, it's like, I don't even have the words. My spirit just rejoices for the freedom that we have in Christ. So yeah, I'm sure I'll have some more thoughts, but I'm still just sitting here, just like smiling from ear to ear because I love my God so much. (laughs) Well, I think what also gives us freedom is knowing that it's not 
waiting to get to heaven. We can experience heaven on earth through Jesus Christ. And I think that has broken some chains down of being like, oh, life's going to suck until we get to heaven. You know, that's, we're pressing on towards that goal of heaven. But knowing, now knowing that like, no, Jesus died to bring heaven on earth through his sons and through like God's sons and daughters. And so I think understanding that when we receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior, we receive the inheritance now. Like, yes, there's heaven and there is going to be even a greater inheritance that we'll receive once we're in heaven. But there's things that we can receive through the spirit here on earth today. And one of those things is freedom in the spirit. Yeah, I love to, like I wrote this, like in Romans, the beginning of Romans 8, I wrote, this is our hope and our future. And that was one of the things that really, my one of my favorite verses now is that there's therefore no condemnation, no shame, because there was a lot that I had to let go of, of, you know, forgiveness of myself and forgiveness of others. That was a whole thing that helped set me free too. And also realizing when he talks about, you know, I think, well, all of last year, a lot, I especially was just praying that the Lord would reveal himself to me and who I was in him and who he was and just experiencing his goodness. Because before I was always under this pressure of feeling like I had to do certain things. I know it always says, right. We don't get to heaven on good works, but in my mind, I was like, I have to believe in Jesus, but I also have to be a really good person and do the best things. And, you know, and if I don't do something good enough, like I'm not worthy of him and like there'd be shame and like God wouldn't accept me. And I had to act a certain way, talk a certain way. And if I made one mistake, I felt would feel like awful. And it was almost like a depressing state that I would put myself in thinking that I could never live up to that expectation. And so I always thought like Jesus though, it was weird. I like felt like Jesus I could talk to and he was my friend and he was going to be understanding, but I would separate him almost too much from God in the sense of like, I felt like God, I could not even, there was a fear instead of a reverence, you know, and now I understand like fear, you know, fear of the Lord means you have this reverence and this awe and you just want to be in his presence. And since then I've had that, like that experience with him of being in his presence and understanding what that is and can see that I have the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus all together, like loving me. And so now it's like, you want to do good because you, you like want to please them and just let, you know, have them continue to to delight in you as you delight in them. And it's more of a like mutual relationship than like me trying to always feel like I have to be better than I am or not good enough. And so finding that love was like a huge thing for me. And I love where it says when we have the mind of that, uh, we have this mind of Christ and the spirit is life and peace. And yes. so that's what I feel like he's, I've really been given is that life and peace now by realizing like the spirit dwells in me. And so now I have, and I have the mind of Christ so I can live as one with them. Yeah. That- I love how we have, like, it's like, we, we're the overflow of what we receive and that's, the beautiful, the beautiful part of it. One of the things that I just want to share for anyone out there who may have grown up in the same mindset as me, I was taught that, um, I guess the short way of saying it is absolute predestination. Everything is predetermined. And so basically I felt like there was nothing that I could or couldn't do and nothing that I did mattered and I was worthless and whatever God decided is just how it was going to be. And that was the end of it. And So it was really hard for me to grasp this, but there's one thing that um, the Lord has taught me a lot, just really in the past few weeks too, it keeps coming back up is that, that we have a choice. He tells us which choice to make 
but he leaves the choice up to us. And the, the, the verse that I feel like was so twisted in Romans eight for me as a child was um, verse 29 that says, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. So if there's any of you out there who hear this and you're like, what does this mean? Well, I feel like this is what the Lord showed me this morning specifically as I was reading through this is that we tend to skip over that word for no, because for no and predestination are not the same thing, but it's basically saying because he foreknows, he predestinated those who are going to choose for all of these things that follow. And so that was kind of that difference for me. That's like, he didn't, he didn't determine, right whether or not I would choose, but he knew whether I would. And then he determined those good things for me. I don't know if that makes sense to, to you guys, but it was just really, um, you know, he loves us, right? Our children don't get to choose who they're born to, but they get to choose when they're older, if they walk away or not. Right. So we mm -hmm. have free will um, because our God loves us and he wants us to choose. So. Did you have something you want to add, Brian, before I go on? I mean, I have a whole, I want to shift the conversation. So if you have something. <laughs> Go for it. I love um, verse 15 where it's like, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received a spirit of sonship. And I think there's so much right now, like I, this is, I feel like where God's calling me is just to release creation from frustration. There's so much fear happening in the world right now. There's so much frustration. And when you actually receive Jesus and you receive the spirit, you are released of that bondage. Like you don't have to live in fear. You're not a slave to fear. And we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And this is next verse 17 is my favorite. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. So we're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And when I think about my divine identity and stepping into my divine identity as a co-heir with Jesus Christ and an heir of God, like that just... I mean, straightens my crown, if nothing else. <laughs> if we indeed, we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I just think that's so powerful. And then dropping into verse 18, um, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. And so as we come into that relationship and that freedom in, in the spirit with Jesus Christ, like, creation gets released from frustration when we step up into our divine identity for creation was subjected to frustration not by its own choice but by the will of the one who subjected it and hope that the creation itself will be liberated from the bondage to decay and brought into glorious freedom of the children of god and so i just like feel this calling on my life to release creation from frustration and we only get to do that by stepping into our divine identity by claiming that crown, that inheritance that God has given us here on earth now, as it is in heaven. And I just think that's so powerful when you realize in the spirit, I am a co-heir of Jesus Christ, an heir of God, and I get to be a light in this world to help release others from frustration and from bondage. And that is like also just freedom and power like holy spirit power that just lights my soul up lights my spirit up to be like i get to go out and be the hands and feet of jesus and help others also be released from that bondage and i think that's really exciting it is exciting i'm sorry i have to add one more thing i was thinking when you were talking because 
um, a while back, the Lord had me in, in John, the book of John a lot. And one of the things that Jesus repeats over and over and over again is how he's praying for believers. And he wants us to be one with him. Like he is one with the father. And like what Brandy's saying, it's that oneness when we live in the spirit and we walk in the spirit where we're able to co-create with him. And that's just mm-hmm. like, that was what was coming to my mind while you were talking is like, how mind blowing is that to be one with our creator? Like, it's yeah. just amazing. <laughs> and I think this is the, this is the scripture that really helped me start to believe, you know, if you're seeking the Lord and asking to reveal himself to you, but also we talk a lot here and purpose partners and in rise your purpose is all about like, finding your identity in Christ and knowing who that is so that you can show up confidently and with boldness. And those words come straight from scripture is that we are heirs of Christ. We are sons of God. It says that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Mm-hmm. And so really living like with that knowledge and, and, and knowing, right. And believing that too, believing what you're reading. And that says the spirit intercedes in verse 27 for the saints according to the will of God. And so like, even knowing like, those are the words I would circle those anytime I would see them. I'm like, that's what scripture is revealing that about me of like who I am in Christ. And so that was also just so liberating and like, just gave me so much confidence. And so then when I have those days of doubt, or I have those days of discouragement, I can go back to that list of words or scriptures and activate those as no, like it says, I am victorious. Like I am more than a conqueror. I am an heir mm-hmm. of Christ. Like I can co-labor with him. I don't need to do this on my own. And you'll start to see when you're not operating in rest and when you're not operating in that freedom. And so then you can immediately become aware and then start shifting back into working and living with the spirit. And yeah. that alone is just such a huge step forward. And like, I think growing your intimacy with the Lord and your relationship with him and how you move forward in life and in business and like she said, the choices that we make, right? And it is our choice that we can, he's like, I choose you. Do you want to be chosen is what I feel like. Right. Yes, yes, because he chose us. And so like like what you're talking about too, those things that we can't do on, on our own. And when we surrender those, like I also remember, you know, like the spirit prays for us, right? The spirit prays for us. Like if we just surrender, God, I cannot do this. I cannot mm-hmm. control this. I cannot do this. And just spend time with like our minds set on him as the spirit and Jesus at the right hand of the father. Like they're, they're, they're up, they're praising and they're praying on our behalf. Like, um, I mean, truly, if you don't believe that following Jesus is freedom, then we need to talk. (laughs) Yes. And I think just that last verse two in verse eight or, or in chapter eight, where it says, that we, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. And so I think just coming back to knowing that I, you know, before, and I, you know, don't know that I was necessarily taught this, but I think it was just the way I experienced other people going about their relationships with God that made me feel like I could be separated from him. And so just being able to internalize this chapter it took me, I think I read this chapter multiple times, but it took me like 30 years to really come to believe it. And, and understand that these words are not just words in a book, like they are mine to live by and mine to be able to hold and have and know that that's what I can, I can walk with Mm -hmm. is knowing that I cannot be separated from his love. And so he's always there ready to take me back. Even when, you know, I made, I may have separated myself, but I can, he's always there. And it's just about intentionally seeking him. Yeah. I think we always... 
everybody goes through different phases, but I used to feel like God was way up here and I was way down there. And to really bridge that gap is like, it's just a huge yes. piece mm-hmm. of that transformation, you know? And we bridge that gap. I just want to point out for those who are like, okay, I feel like I'm separated. How do I get into an alignment? It's one, you have to know who God is. So it's, you have to, again, you have to take that step. He's there standing with his arms wide open saying, I choose you. I delight in you. I love you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. And you have to take those steps to be like, okay, God, you say this, but who are you? And then who am I in you? And once you really know who God is, that he is your protector, he's your provider, he's your comforter, he's the one who knows you, gives your identity, he loves you, and he likes you, which that was a big one to be like, God, like, he doesn't just love me because he's my father, but he actually likes me. He delights in me because of who I am. Um, And that was just huge to accept that God actually likes me um, and doesn't love me just by default, you know? Um, And then understanding that, okay, in him as his daughter, as his son, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror. I I am a co-heir and an heir. And the more you get to know God and the more you get to know who, who you are in him, that separation no longer exists. It becomes, you become one and back in alignment with your divine identity. This is who you were created to be. This is your divine nature. So if you feel out of alignment, you feel like this frustration within yourself. It's because you're no longer operating in who you are actually created to be. You're probably operating in the world's expectations and your flesh. And that's not in alignment with who you actually are, who God called you to be. So when you come into that divine alignment with your identity and with who God is and who you are in him, that's like where that separation no longer exists and you can receive that freedom and it is the best thing ever. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, do we want to leave them maybe with what each of us has done to help maybe bridge that gap or to come to know Christ and know your identity. And for me, it was a prayer. Like I was just continually prayed that prayer. Mm -hmm. And then I had my journal while I was reading and I had a pen and a highlighter. And so anytime a word stuck out to me, that was, So I would read it with the intention of looking for who God was. Mm -hmm. And if I would see a word that described him, then I would like, you know, I would circle that. And then I'd write it down in my journal. That's literally, I just wrote, it was nothing fancy, but it was like who God is. And I would just start, and now I have like two pages of words that I can go to and read. And then I did the same thing, like who I am in Christ. And then I would, when I'd come across those words, I'd write those down and then I could go to them. And that became also a part of my mindful morning. And so I could really just believe it and know it where I didn't really have to see it all the time. It's nice to go back and read it, but it's like, I could just start reading, knowing them already and calling them out on when I needed maybe an extra boost of confidence or um, just to be filled with his love. So that's something that tangible, I think you could take and go do, Mm -hmm. you know, right now um, to help you start seeking the Lord, knowing who he is and knowing who you are in Christ and, you know, continue to live as a chosen son of God. Um, does anybody else have any other things that you've done that have helped you grow closer to him and understand him more? Yeah, definitely what you said, Natalie, all of that. I remember specifically um, just lying on the couch one day and just like crying because I was just praying to God, like, God, like, I believe in you. I've always believed in you, but like, I want to know you. I want to feel you. I want to experience you. And so I think just getting that, like, really raw, honest, you know, quit, quit thinking a prayer is something you just have to check off and just go to your daddy and be like, look, like, I Mm want to feel you as my loving father. Like, can you like reveal yourself to me? And so, 
Like that was huge for me was just being able to speak to him. Like he is a father who loves me and then seeking him specifically. Cause for me, like Natalie said, like, who is God? Not who the church taught me. He was not mm-hmm. who my parents taught me he was, but who is God? And what I found out was that he is so much greater, so much more wonderful and just so much more of everything than I really thought that he was. And so that was a first step for me. And it actually took a good while for me to be grounded in who he was before I could believe what he said about me. And so I would definitely say, um, don't, don't stop. If it hasn't happened yet, keep going. But then even once you're able to grasp it, there's always more. And so we're always growing. And I can even tell when I, when I am not as intentional about my relationship with the Lord, um, you know, we can kind of fall back into those old mindsets. Mm -hmm. So we have to stay intentional and keep making that choice daily to seek him. Mm -hmm. I would agree with all of that. Um, The only additional thing I would add is just ask the questions. And that's what I've, to grow in alignment, to grow deeper in my relationship is be like, God, what what does this look like in your kingdom? Help me understand who you are so I understand how I need to operate. And that has helped me too, just like with not just, I'm going to read Luke chapter one because this is today's Bible study. No, I, I'm actually seeking God with my questions of like, what does success look like in your kingdom? What does forgiveness look like in your kingdom? How does Jesus offer truth and grace when he speaks to the woman at the well and basically lays out all her sin, but she loves him for it? Like, how do I offer, how do I show up as a daughter of Christ offering truth, but also share in the grace? Like, how do I operate like Jesus? And so that just brings me closer I think in alignment with my divine identity and also just understanding, okay, who is God and how did he, how did he reveal himself in these different life situations through Jesus Christ? And that has helped me grow closer in my relationship of just understanding who's God and who am I. Awesome. Well, I think you guys, um, hopefully got a lot out of just listening today. And we want to, like I said, encourage you go back to Romans chapter eight, read it for yourself go into it as you read with prayer, like Kirstie was saying, Mm -hmm. and maybe with your journal to be ready to see what the Lord has for you as you are reading that chapter. And we'd love to hear your own takeaways come into our purpose partner community um, and, or leave a review on the podcast so we can hear how the Lord's been speaking to you and that transformation that, um, that he is taking you through on your journey to knowing him more. And we just want to read you or leave you with a scripture, um, that Chris and I were talking about, the, um, before this started too, was second Corinthians three seventeen, where it says now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I think we all probably even know that song where they, they share that scripture mm-hmm. and always, um, you know, I can just always hear that song playing in my mind. I'm like, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So go into the spirit, live in the spirit, rest in the spirit and work in the spirit and know that you have the mind of Christ. You are loved by him and you are wonderfully and fearfully made. And so you can live in that identity. So can't wait to hear from you and we'll see you on our next episode. Rise Your Purpose will be a weekly podcast. Our hope is to inspire and educate you on your entrepreneurial journey to help you fuel your passions, live your purpose, and build a business that works for you. You can subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. We'd love to hear from you. It makes us so happy to see you tuning in to the show. 
So if you're on Instagram, let us know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you tuned into and tag us at LiveVictorious on your story. Let us know what your favorite quote or takeaway from the episode was so that we can be inspired to keep creating content like this for you. To learn more about us and get involved with our community of mission-driven entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group, Purpose Partners, where we partner together in faith and business. So until next time, build a business that works for you and stay in alignment with your mission.